Everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. How's everybody doing? Big Dave and Joe, another edition of the show, and uh, a few things to talk about today. Uh, news coming out of the World Series of Poker that I want to start with, and we'll talk uh, pretty extensively about it, because uh, we had had conversations on the show, Joe and I, about wondering if they were ever going to decide to try to do something live later in the year, and it's not really live. Well, it's kind of live. Uh, there's going to there's gonna be an actual main event. Uh, the weird thing is that they did have a main event, a $5,000 buy-in that was part of the GG Poker European-facing site during the summer. And they crowned a champion, Madanchev, I think was this fellow's name, Stoyan Madanchev. And uh, there was a little bit of complaining out there from people who knew him and were friends with him that he had been crowned the main event champion. And now was he going to actually be uh, accepted as such? Uh but they talked a little bit about that. Uh, Ty Stewart of the World Series of Poker actually had a press conference this week and talked about what they plan to do. So we'll talk about that here first. Uh, but uh, I don't think they're wiping out the other as a main event, but they did want to have something that was going to benefit the Vegas site and um, you know have both Americans and uh, the uh, Europeans and, and other people around the world being able to compete. So here's what they announced. This came out uh, a few days ago and really was a shock. It just came out of the blue. And uh, the action will be split between, just like it was this summer, between GG Poker and WSOP. So that gives everybody a chance to participate. Of course, in the United States, you have to either be in New Jersey or um or or Nevada to be able to play in this, but there will be a $10,000 WSOP main event. And we will play down to a champion by the end of the year is the plan. So here's the schedule. Uh, They announced this and the U S will actually start later than the uh, European part of it. But uh, here's the schedule. Uh, We'll get to that momentarily here. Uh, GG Poker, the action will begin on Sunday, November 29th. They'll have three day ones. They'll have a day 1A on the 29th. They'll have a day 1B on Saturday, December 5th, six days later. And then on Sunday, the 6th, they'll play day 1C. And all those, as usual, the certain amount of players that survive will move on to uh, later play. Uh as far as they'll actually play the next day, it'll be Monday, December 7th, the remaining players, and they'll play all the way down to nine players. The U.S. will start a little bit later. They will start, um, let's see, they will start uh, on one day. They will only have one day one. It'll be on WSOP.com, which I kind of have a little trepidation about because, you know, if everybody all has to play on one day and there's a lot of interest, you know, there could be some technical glitches that could screw things up. But the U.S. <laughs> only tournament will be on WSOP.com platform on December the 13th. So it's about a week behind the other ones. Uh, 
GG Poker will have the three and the U.S. will have the one. So after that, uh, they will play. The U.S. will also play down to nine. And then they will have uh, the nine final table players. Each, uh, actually, the American ones will have to travel to Las Vegas and play at the Rio. Uh, the European players will travel to the Czech Republic and play at Rosvedov at the King's Casino. And they will be, uh, there'll be a little bit of time uh, lag there as well. Uh, I'll give you that in just a minute. But I think the European ones play about mid-December, maybe the 13th or so. And then the U.S. ones play uh, a little bit later in the month. And then they'll have a champion for both the U.S. side and the European side. And they will they will actually play a heads-up match for a million dollars. So the prize money is going to be paid out to the final table players and whoever plays that down, including the winner of that each side. And then they're going to have a heads-up match with an extra million dollars in prize money. So if you win on either side, you're playing for an extra million dollars. Correct. Correct. So I'm not sure how that prize money will work out. And I don't think they know either, obviously, but uh, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Kind of interesting. They're calling it a hybrid WSOP championship because they are playing online in the beginning and then they will play live. Now, there was some complaining as well on forcing them to travel and play because of COVID. So, you know, I think people want to see that. And there's actually going to be television coverage in the U.S. on ESPN. Uh, that, that actual, uh, let's see, that final, uh, let's see, the final nine will be, I think, about the 28th of December, and that will be on ESPN. So they said they had to have a world champion, but Lon McEachern, McCarron, Lon McCarron and Norm Chad will do the commentary as usual, but only for that final table. So we'll see what happens with that. It's officially going to be a heads-up match to recognize the world champion of poker. Now, is the heads-up match going to be in person, either in Vegas or in Europe, or or are they going to do this uh, also on the Internet? That will be at the Rio also. Okay, very good. So the the, uh, European player will actually have to travel internationally after they win their match. Uh, over there and we'll travel for of course you're you're, you're obviously going to want to do that for a million bucks yeah no, shot at a million bucks absolutely now let me ask you something you said you broke up i mean you'll forgive me big dave and for our listeners we're, we're doing this through through uh stream yard but um you said there was three opening days because i completely in my, my three opening days but but only on the on the european side on okay. GG Poker. So that's going to be three days. $10,000 buy-in, correct? Correct. Okay. And now I did hear you when you came back. I did hear that the U.S., uh, the WSOP one here in the U.S. was only one day. Only Monday. one day, like a week later, like December 13th, I think I said. Okay. Now, obviously, you know, there could be thousands and thousands. Is it just going to go streamlined straight through until there's nine people left? Or are they going no, to stop that's, at a certain point? No, they have no. They, have, the- they have, do not have plans to stop. So, uh, depending on how many people are left going into that final day, it's going to be pretty uh, outrageous. But uh, that that's going to be on Tuesday the sixteenth for the European players, and the U.S. one is going to be uh, also on December sixteenth. So they actually play the same day when they come back to that, and that's at the Rio. So. 
Um, pretty interesting. And then you got about two weeks to get your plans in, get invite your friends, and uh, I'm sure they'll actually have some people on the rail. I don't know how many they'll allow, but um, that's that's what it's going to be set up as. And it's uh, it's interesting. Not everybody's going to be happy, but they are bending over backwards as usual to try to make as many people happy as possible. Well, you know, it's it's a very interesting concept. Um, and uh, I wish them all the best. I mean, this this is a great way of keeping it very excited and everything because I don't know, without the poker rooms opening up fully, we're not even sure if this is going to be, our, you know, our, for next year's WSOP, which, right. you know, as, as we all know, usually starts right around the end of May. So, um, but I like this, you know, it's, it's interesting how they get it both. Um, I would have just given it a different name. It's, it's, what is it? You said it's a hybrid there. Are they call it the hybrid championship or something? What was now, that? The actual thing is, is they want to keep the world's of series of poker main event. So that's what they're going to call it. Uh, the hybrid uh, uh, label is kind of from comes from the media, basically from the outside. So, All right. well, listen, anything that helps the poker poker world, you know, start getting back to a little bit of normalcy, I'm all forward. And uh, you know, it, this is, has left a big void for us, uh, in my opinion, because as, as as nice as it was to have that online site, uh, you know, a few months ago, you know we did miss the excitement of, of, of a big main event. And this kind of has a feel of it, the way you described it. It kind of does have that excitement of, of, of an exciting main it, event. It does. And let's face it. Most of the people don't watch uh, day three, day four, day five and all that stuff. You know, they, they mainly kind of follow along a little bit and then they watch the final table. So that's really, they wanted to keep that special and they're doing that. And they're actually going to have two final tables going, uh, uh, on the December the 16th. So uh, it will be interesting. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm very curious to see how this is going to wind up and, and that heads, head, heads up thing might add a nice little, a nice little touch to it. So, so I said the day one on December 13th for WSOP.com and, and they're not going to go straight through to the nine there. They're going to have a day two basically uh, with the following day. So you're talking about uh, the main event one here. Yeah, they're they're not going to play twenty four hours straight or anything like that just to get to nine. They're going to actually have a break at the end of the night. Right, they're, they're just going to come back. They're just going to have a certain time limit as to when people can enter. Correct. Uh, you know, and then once that period has ended, you know, as they start getting eliminated, no one keeps getting added into it, and um, you know, yeah, because that's going to be. I have a feeling that's going to be a huge number, Dave. Yeah. That's going to be a very, very huge number. So those uh, final tables are both going to be on the 30th, but the final table uh, in in each in each separate one is actually on different days. I think I maybe was not clear on that. Uh, December 16th is the one in Europe, and December 28th is the one in the U.S. All right. Well, very interesting. Something for us to talk about next month. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um I guess the main question in my mind is a lot of these players that have moved on to uh, maybe do other things since they were tournament live tournament players didn't like online play or maybe, uh, you know, tried it and figured, you know, they'd do it once in a while. But how many of these regular people are going to play in this $10,000 main event? Listen, uh, 
I'm just curious to see what those numbers are going to be because, you know, we we know that Pennsylvania's already started in Delaware. Delaware's not going to be able to have this, correct? You said it was just New correct. Jersey and Nevada. Correct. And I can only imagine how many people from the from the West Coast, California, and all the other states out there, you know, swarm into Nevada to to, to be able to play in this. I don't know. I I personally think it's going to be a, a lot larger number than than they might even anticipate for this. What do you think it's going to be, Dave? Uh you know, it's it's very strange because you look at that $5,000 tournament uh, this summer uh, on GG Poker, and they ended up with 44,000 players. And they never had more than eight, than uh, eight and whatever, 8,300 or something at the live one and at the Rio. Right, exactly. But that that also included people you were allowed to what, buy in once, one, re-enter once or twice. I think you were and re-entered, you were able to re-enter a couple of times, I'm sure. I, mean, I don't remember exactly how that worked out, but it was, uh, this is the one they wanted to get back to was a main event with just, that was a freeze out. Right. And to me, wow. I don't know. I honestly believe that people are going to, you know, are kind of jonesing for this. And I think the, right. the more they, the more you start thinking about this and you start making the plans, you get excited about it. And um, I don't know. Uh, my guess is they're going to probably have at least four to 5,000 people, I think in the United States. What do you think? I would think so. Uh, you know, obviously <laughs> there are certain restrictions that may limit the number of players being that, you know, players come from 50 states and now they're going to have to travel to two of them to play. So you really have to make a special effort to play online in the U.S. Whereas in Europe, you can play just about anywhere. And uh, that's why they're having the three uh, day ones in Europe, because there certainly will be a lot more <clears throat> playing over there. Exactly, which I think may fuel the larger number over here, because there's not going to be a guaranteed prize pool. Correct. Right? Correct. Correct. So. The more people that enter in Europe and we're, and you know, the U S is not going to kick off till a week after that, uh, you know, may entice a lot of people here who might may have been on the fence about playing in this thing going, Oh my God, look at the number. Cause like you said, we could have a record prize pool, right? You know, that, that, you know, kills uh, the one that Jamie gold got when he won $12 million for the right. event. So, right. Correct. Correct. Um, Depends on how I, if, if the European one does really well and, and has a lot of money in that prize pool, I can see us having going absolutely crazy here uh, for for that one day, you know. Right. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even doubt if they try to go to a two day, you know, once they think about it, because I think the demand will be very high for it. Yes, no question about it. No question about it. Um, let me just give you a couple of quotes from Ty Stewart. He had a big press conference. He said, there must be a world champion in 2020. Poker history is too important. It's a unique format for the main event, but this is a unique year. We want to keep players' health and safety top of mind, still deliver a great televised showcase for the game that we love. So well, we'll see. Listen, we've had a champion in all the other sports, so uh, might as well have one. <laughs> might as well have one. Uh... In, in the World Series of Poker's $10,000 buy-in main event. Yeah, no question about it. No question about it. Uh, they are calling it on their cell, on their own. I do notice that they are calling it a hybrid model. Uh, it's not as part of the title, but uh, 
He said, we've been evaluating this since before the casinos were allowed to reopen. And uh, the strategy was to use the online platform to play down to a manageable number where we could test daily and keep players safe, but play the historic hands live for, tele- for television. Well, this is going to be interesting. Uh, actually, I'm very curious to see what that number is coming out of Europe uh, heading into the next week for the U.S. So very interesting, Dave. I like this concept. That yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, some people might be saying to themselves, wow, the Rio wasn't even open and they're not open right now. Uh, the hotel is not open, although they are planning to reopen on December 22nd, which is a little bit before they'll host some of those other events. Uh, but the hotel will be opening and uh, whether they'll be open seven days a week or like some of the others and just uh, maybe Thursday through Sunday, we'll have to wait and see. Well, this is going to be very interesting. I like this. I like this. This is yeah. something unexpected. So It I is like unexpected, this. you know, and uh, I give them kind of credit to uh, without uh, allowing this information to leak out and just springing it on the public all at once creates a tremendous amount of excitement. Yeah, I I believe so. And, um, you know, it's it's coincidentally, it's like you said, it's going to coincide with the Rio opening up just a few days before that. So, you know, n- nice to tie in some of their other businesses into that, you know, into into that. So um, I I think it'll create the, the proper excitement at the end of the year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They did ask him about uh, the other champion that won this summer. They said, what will your position be on on, on Stoyan Madanjev? And he says, well, congratulations to Stoyan. We, well done to make history by winning the Guinness Book of World Records largest ever online event. Congratulations on your bracelet and 3.9 million. There you go. And if you want some of this, Pony up ten thousand, and we're good to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sure they don't want people entering in Europe and then traveling to the U.S. and entering there. I don't. I think they'll try to prevent that. I'm not sure how good the technology is to make sure that that doesn't happen. But uh, apparently, uh, that will be the goal to stop that from happening. Well, that's going to be. I'd love to see how they're going to be able to do that. But uh, you know, people can open up a different account on the different names. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to yeah. be very interesting. Like I said, uh, I'm going to enjoy watching this. This is going to be fun. Okay. And the other announcement uh, that came from Ty Stewart was people asked if there was going to be a Poker Hall of Fame inductee this year, inductees. And he said there will be uh, one inductee this year, and it will take place. Uh, he says we're going to return to the tradition of one inductee per year, voted in by their peers. But he said, I can't share those details right at this time. We'll do that a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, well, so he, he, they know who it is already then? Is that what he's saying? Uh, he's not saying that, no. He has, he really has not given too many details on what's going to happen. But he said there will be an inductee. All righty, well, that'll, okay. that'll announce that at that time when the finals are? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we get a little bit closer and, uh, you know, I guess the good thing for us here in the U.S. is we're going to be able to see what's happening on GG Poker and uh, and who who's playing down to the final spots before we even start, really. And uh, so we'll uh, look forward to uh, kind of covering that on this show and uh, maybe getting a few interviews and, and that sort of thing as well. Okay, very good. 
Okay, that's uh, the first uh, order of business, the World Series of Poker main event, which I'm happy to see and happy to hear about. Uh, we'll get a little later. We'll get to the stuff on uh, Daniel uh, Negranu versus Doug Polk. They have advanced quite a ways. They played six sessions. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but some other news coming out. Uh, you know, obviously the big tournament after the first of the year, every year, is the Aussie Millions. And that has been postponed indefinitely. Uh, Crown Melbourne came out and said, due to the COVID nineteen uh, global pandemic. We wish to advise that the scheduling of the 2021 Aussie Millions Tournament and other poker events due to take place in 2021 will be placed on hold until further notice. So uh, pretty simple and to the point that they're monitoring the situation. Obviously, they've, they've had a different situation in Australia. In fact, they went about a two-week period where they didn't have a single new COVID case. But I think that's changed a little bit in recent days. But uh, they are keeping a close eye on that, and uh, they're not afraid to, to lock down their, their economy over there for sure. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I think that's going to be the case for all these uh, tournaments abroad. Yeah, most likely. Things have changed, you know. It's, it's, there's no question. Uh, you know, people ask, is, is Vegas ever going to be the same? And not just poker, but everything they have to offer. And people said, we don't know. It could take it could take five years before that happens. They just don't know. I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think once the vaccine comes out, Dave, you know, you're going to have some of the fear. But I think it's going to be more economic based than anything else. Well, you I don't know? think we can just sit there and say uh, the vaccine is going to take care of everything. A lot of people are saying that. And there's a lot of people that say there's absolutely no <laughs> way they're going to even take the vaccine, like maybe as much as 50 percent of the people. So that could be a problem. We don't know how well they're going to work. There's lots of issues on how these uh, different vaccines are going to be stored. There's some cases where it has to be put on dry ice and kept, you know, like in a nine, negative 90 degrees or something like that. So, uh, you know, a lot of things still to be decided. And the other is how much of it will they be able to make uh, and who's going to get the early doses? Obviously, the healthcare workers in the front line, again, fighting this uh, pandemic, probably will be going first. They'll be giving a lot to people in, uh, in uh, you know, the, the homes for the elderly and that sort of thing. That's, so, that's what I've read. I mean, that's what I've heard Dr. Fauci mentioned on, a, on an interview that he did that, um, like you said, frontline workers, then the elderly, and you kind of work your way down from the people who most need it. Uh, he was talking about that if the vaccine is effective, we're probably looking at late spring, early summer before the average person who right. who has right. you know health who who doesn't have health issues and should not have uh, should not be a huge risk to getting it to for them to get it all the way down there. So well, the easy trap to fall into is you know, as Trump used to say. In fact, uh, we we talk a lot about uh, the things we don't like about Trump. I think one of the worst things to me is how angry he got when the first announcement came out by Pfizer six days after the election that they had developed a vaccine and he was absolutely furious, but, uh, we'll, you know, that's still to be decided what, what will happen with that. But the thing that I think the trap that we fall into here is people have been told, Oh, well, the vaccine is just around the corner and, uh, you know, things are, are changing here. Hey, you know, if it happens by the end of the year, by the end of December, 
there's only going to be a limited amount of people. And like you say, it's going to be spring or summer before everybody gets it. So, uh, and that's if everything goes great, it falls into place. Now there could be seven or eight companies that come up with a vaccine. It looks like Joe has some to add. Well, I don't know how I've become the COVID correspondent of the show. But <laughs> that's 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 where you that's what you are, man. Listen, when you sit around and watch all forms of cable news all day long, you got a lot of information on this. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It, it's it's a process that's going to play out. But the the words you know, light at the end of the tunnel, ninety percent effective, ninety five percent effective. One can be stored in a regular refrigerator. One has to be super uh, cold. But you can already see the 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 lay of the land playing out. Like they're going to send the super difficult to one to. Uh, healthcare professionals, the military, don't think that our national security isn't going to get first priority, and rightfully so. Yeah, um, but there is going to be a vaccine. They will scale the delivery. We will get it. Uh, maybe multiple companies will be coming down the pike with more. But you can't over expect when it's going to happen. We already know middle of next summer. That's that would be great if we got it by then. It's not happening any earlier. And so here's the analogy I've been using. You've all seen Jaws, right? The movie yeah. Jaws. Remember Quint, the guy that they hire to help them? You know, we're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. Remember when he tells the story about the USS Indianapolis? When they dropped a bomb and they all, you know, they got hit by a torpedo and they went in the water and the sharks were picking them off one by one. And the shark's eyes, like a doll's eyes, <laughs> lifeless eyes. And he said, what did you say? I but, haven't watched it recently. so yeah, that's, I, I, it's one of the, I remember. I remember. It's one of the greatest monologues in movie history. And he says that the worst part about it was when they Not were being knowing. rescued, when they were going to be saved, except they could only pull a couple of guys out of the water at a time. Who's going to be the last person to get this thing, right? Now you got to tighten up. These next six months are going to be the toughest because there is a light at the end of the tunnel and everybody's going to want to loosen up. And that is what's going to get them. So nope. tighten up, nope. everybody. No, and nobody wants to be the kid on the field who's the last one chosen for teams in baseball. Yeah, and I'm curious <laughs> just to see is the people who have who have already had it, who have gotten it, and you know have been asymptomatic or have survived it. Um, will they need the vaccine also? I think they will. They say that the antibodies are only good for three months. And you also referenced lack of confidence. It's easy to have a lack of confidence in the vaccine when there is no vaccine, right? Like, oh, I'm not going to get that vaccine because yeah. because it doesn't exist. The second that there is an actual vaccine and the healthcare workers have all had it and the military has got it and it's 95 percent effective, I think you're going to see the numbers go skyrocketing for confidence. I think people are going to want to get it. That's my well, true. But, you know, the situation right now is there's still a huge segment of society that doesn't believe this is even real or that that it can affect them. So uh, if it gets a lot worse, like it looks like it could, then all of a sudden everybody's going to change their tune on the vaccine, I think. Do they really believe that or are they just I, I, saying I that because it's political expedience? Yeah. No, I think oh, I, there are. I think now that the election's over, I think a lot of people are still saying that was all a bunch of crap. You know, we only, we didn't believe it from the beginning and it was just, uh, you know. Well, then it's not a problem. 
That, that's the best solution for them. You guys go do your thing, and that's fine. And, oh, you're sick? Oh, wow, okay, weird. That's a that's a bizarre. You have a sickness. Oh, you should go to the doctor. Okay. And, and that's it. Like, if they choose to not accept reality, that's there's nothing you can do with them. And that's yeah. one more case of a vaccine for me. Like I'll I'll take their I'll take their uh, spot in line. I'm ready to get it. I'll get it right away. Anyway, this has been Joe, your COVID correspondent. (laughs) Checking out for this evening's show. We appreciate (laughs) it, Joe. We do. uh, You you do uh, have a lot of knowledge about it, and we do appreciate that. But uh, uh, we're always wondering how it's going to affect the world of poker, and we just don't know that, Joe. I mean, uh, from what you've seen from live rooms, our people. you know, I know there's some places that have the, the plexiglass and there's people being really careful. Uh, are you seeing a kind of a non-acceptance of, of the seriousness of this thing? Yeah, a whole lot in my room. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, there are people who just, you know, you, you're constantly telling them, put your mask up over your nose, put it up, you know, and they're getting annoyed and, and you know, frustrated. Um I don't, I don't know how to say this. It's just, uh, and it seems to be the, 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 the same, and I don't want to use this word too lightly, but the same troublemakers that I had prior to, to anything happening, the ones well, that always with, seem to with be other, problems. With other situations, right? Yeah, with other situations that just don't, you know, they, they, you know they, they believe, like you just said, Dave, that this is either a hoax, uh, that it's not as serious as, as, you know, as, it, as everyone says, uh, you know, they, they get frustrated as hell, not only in the poker room, but, you know, I see it inside the casino, you know, people walking around with no mask on or anything, you know what I mean? Uh, so, uh, I've heard the people say, Hey, you know, this is America. I've had a few of them in, in the casino where this is America. I don't have to wear a freaking mask. You know, you, you know, this, you know, what the hell is this? Um, so, but there's a lot of people out there that want to play poker. So they're willing to risk it even with people at their table doing that. Um, I, I get every day that I'm in the room, I do get people who go, Hey, you know, they don't want to be the, uh, the, the snitch telling on people on the table. So it's, it's fallen on myself and the other supervisors in the room to constantly be nagging the hell out of these players to, you know, follow protocol and, and have their mask on. Well, and go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say uh, the other thing is around the country there was a lot of areas that uh, uh, Joe's trying to show me something. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we got a new uh, new test positive from one of the senators. Uh, Chuck GOP Grassley. said. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Grassley. Uh, he's 87. But, uh, but they were. Yeah, he's gonna not going to have any good time. But we look at all these areas that really hadn't been touched by it. You know, they watched New York go through the horrible times, New Jersey and that sort of thing. And then different parts of the country, California, Texas, uh, Florida. But these places like Minnesota and and Wisconsin and uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, all these places really hadn't been touched by it. And now they are. And now they're being overrun with their uh, medical system. And it's going to be terrible. So all of a sudden, people are changing their tune and saying, Wow, I never thought that was going to happen. And the only ones who are really seeing say those kind of things are affected with their own, as you mentioned, you know, several months ago, someone in their family or a friend that got it very seriously. And, you know, a lot of people get it and it's gone in a week and uh, 
You know, it, it doesn't seem that serious, but with certain people, well, it will kill I'll, them. I'll make the announcement now, Big Dave, so that people know this, but um, I am right now, you know, positive for COVID. Um, you know, I tested positive, so did my wife, so did my daughter. We're very lucky in the fact that it's been very mild. I, we haven't had any, other, any symptoms other than to lose a little bit of smell and taste and not even 100% there because I'm able to taste sweets and everything else. Um, but, you know, we do have to be very careful here. My daughter's roommate got it, and effectively my wife and I wound up getting it from our daughter. Luckily, I have my mother-in-law in the house, 86, almost 87 years old. She did that test positive for it. She does not have it. So we have to go through the, the strong, you know, keeping away and doing, going through all the protocols that we have to do. And, uh, you know, we're just very grateful that none of us have had, you know, pretty much been asymptomatic. But we have to be careful for everybody else now in the family. So, Well, let's, let's hope it stays that way. I'll tell you what, I don't want to sound selfish, but if I lose my sense of taste, I have really have nothing to live for. <laughs> I'd be honest with you. I thought that was going to be. I'll tell you what the worst part of it is. I'm, I'm getting back the sweets. I'm getting back. I could taste the sweets, the salty stuff. But what still hasn't come back since uh, Saturday morning, actually, excuse me, Sunday morning when I lost the, the, the taste, the smell, is whenever I brush my teeth or, or gargle with uh, Listerine, the taste is kind of really hard to take. But I can't smell perfume or my wife's perfume or the aftershave that I wear. But um, I started to smell the coffee today uh, a lot better. Uh, so no fever. Have, none of us have had a fever. None of us have had any other, any other symptoms, uh, sore throat, none, none of that. So I'm very grateful. And, you know, on this show, like you said, Dave, people who had gotten it earlier, and I've mentioned many times on this show what my wife's cousin went through in New Jersey in the early stages of this back in March and April. So I'm very well, grateful. We, we, you know that uh, we feel, uh, you know, great deal of love for you and we hope that everything works out fine for you and your family. Uh, obviously sometimes it's just not that bad I and mean, let's hope you fall into that category, but you never know. It just depends on, you know, some seems to be some differences with people of different blood types that affects them differently or, or their immune system. And uh, we hope the best for you, Joe. We'd really do. It. Wow. I appreciate, Amazing. I appreciate that Dave. And I, I had a feeling you didn't know Joe, but I wanted to let you know, uh, my wife is very scared so much, not so much for herself, but for her mother and for me, because I do have other underlying health issues, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, I've been, you know, thank God. I, I mean, you know, that's it. All I've done, all, only thing I've had has been a little bit of loss of uh, smell and, and taste. And um, I'm starting to get some of that back already after just a few days. So I'm going to have another test taken this Thursday. And God willing, by the time we do our show next week, um, you know, it, it will have passed. I'll be negative. That is so fortunate. Allow me to jump in here, Dave, just because I'm, I'm I'm surprised because that came out of nowhere. You know, Joe, um, I'm stunned. Here we are talking about it. And, and this is exactly what it's about. For a, for a minute, it's some far off thing that it's happening to people, but it's not happening to you. And then, boom, it's happening to you. And it just entered our room here. All of a sudden, Joe, my gosh, I'm thinking about you, your loved ones, what do we think of you, how much we care about you, and how lucky you are 
to be one of the people to have the most mild of, of symptoms. I've got a couple of personal friends that same deal. Like I was talking to them and they're like, oh yeah, man, I tested positive and I ran off and got my test, et cetera. And I was fine. But this is what most people don't understand. And how could you possibly explain that feeling until it and, happens? And, and then they know, and it's like, oh man, I didn't realize. And let me tell you, so people out there understand this because but like I said, we found out I had I had tested negative twice because I had to test for it before the surgery that I had for the uh, lipid tumor on my back a few weeks ago. As you guys know, uh, that was negative in that time frame is when we found out that my daughter uh, roommate had gotten, you know, had tested positive And then my daughter had gone twice, both times negative on third test. It was positive. My wife and I both tested because of that uh, twice and both times negative. They told us after the second negative test, you need to do this again in five days. My wife did do it in five days. And at that point, she was positive. I went the following day to get tested. And the day after that is, you know, once she tested positive, I knew I was going to test positive. There was just no way that I wasn't going to test positive. But we've been grateful because one of my other daughters who had interaction with her has not tested positive for it. And as I mentioned, the, the great thing right now is that my mother-in-law has not tested positive, has not been sick, has not done anything. But even though all the precautions that we've taken in our family and like you said, Joe, you know, we got it and we've already know how scary this is. We've had this. You had that close friend of yours that you knew who almost wanted to die. He actually wanted to die. His family begged him not to not to give up fighting. And, you know, I still get goosebumps thinking about what what that young lady, 27 years old, went through to survive 42 days of, you know, being intubated and, uh, and everything else, you know, and I can't imagine again, as I've said, how her family, her mother has aged probably 50 years because she couldn't see her. So people, you have to take this serious. I've, you know, I've been very lucky. Thank God for myself and my, my immediate family that with us having this, we are in the mild stages of this. So thank God for that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a break here on the program. Um, I do want to get everybody to check out their places where they find their podcasts. Uh, subscribe to this show. Uh, give us a review. Tell your friends about it. Send the show out to your friends on SoundCloud or Spotify, whatever you can do f- to uh, get us out there. would be fantastic if you enjoy the show. Uh, invite people to go back and listen to some of the earlier shows. They're all out there. They're easy to access. And there's been a lot of great stuff, uh, you know, that had nothing to do with COVID, to be honest. Uh, there was some great poker discussions that, that started in the last several years with great guests and uh, strategy. And, and we learned so much over the 10 years we've been doing this, 10 years plus we've been doing the show. So that's all out there. But uh, SoundCloud, one of the great places. Of course, you can go to PokerActionLine.com. You can go to the PokerFuse podcast page, Hold'em Radio Network. We always uh, uh, want to express to them how much we appreciate them carrying our show for a long period of time. So it's all out there if you want to hear it. Um, we'll keep you up to date on what's happening with the World Series of Poker that we talked about earlier. Also, we'll get to uh, Polk versus Negranu in a little bit when we come back from a break. But stick around and, and be sure and check it out and tell your friends about it. We'll be back with more of today's show when we return from these messages. 
This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... (laughs) Sometimes, though. (laughs) You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome to the show, Big Dave and Joe tonight, uh, doing the show from South Florida as we usually do. Joe Costello, as usual, uh, producing the show and uh, serving as our uh, COVID correspondent. Did a great job tonight. <laughs> we appreciate that. Uh, before we get to some other topics, including uh, Poker versus Negranu, uh, Joe, a lot of stuff happening uh, at uh, Casino Miami. Uh, I told you that I was going to actually probably do a little highlight down there when they start their season in December, but... Uh, uh, great to hear that things are going well for you there. Well, yeah, and I'm very happy that you're going to be back there. That means we're going to be both working at Miami Highlight at the same time again. It's been a while. Like 20, uh, no, 20 years ago. Something like that, Big Dave. But, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very happy to, to announce that, you know, I'm, I'm back in charge of the poker room. I'm very grateful to have been given this opportunity again. Um, and I just, you know, wanted to let our listeners out there know uh, even though I, I am away from the room right now because of what I'm going through, but um, wanted people to know that uh, we are having a big uh, double promotion day on Saturday, uh, um, where we have two different uh, three thousand dollar promotions throughout the day. Uh, please look it up under uh, Casino Miami uh, Facebook and on and on our website. Uh, you know, you'll be able to get some details on that. Um, and I just wanted to announce to everybody how grateful I am and um, never thought I'd say this again to come back. But, I, you know, it's uh, it's my baby. That poker room has always been my oh, baby. Oh, yeah. No question. I, I trained uh, the original dealers that started there and opened the room. And I'm just so grateful to have been given an opportunity, you know, first of all, a year and a half ago to be brought back and be a part of the room. And now to be running it again, um, it, it's just uh, – I, I, I can't thank the people who have made this decision to put me in there uh, enough. And um, hopefully our listeners will get out there and get a chance to say hello to me. Um, If I'm, if I don't test, if I test negative come Thursday and Friday, I will be there Saturday. 
But if not, I should be back sometime next week, God willing. And uh, please stop by and say hello. Let, let me know that, that you listen to the show and, and that we're there. Just keep looking up for our promotions. Uh, you know, we're having a great time and we really want to see you out there. Thank well, you. I, know, I know you're much too modest to, to admit it, but uh, you are a welcoming face that just really uh, is a part of that room from the very beginning. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just such a great decision for them to bring you back. And, and I'm sure you're looking forward to uh, seeing a lot of people you haven't dealt with in a long time. Yeah, especially as the boss, you know, and it's a big difference. And uh, again, very respectful to everybody there. I've, I've tried to, you know, give my advice and expertise and years of experience to uh, to the gentleman who was running it before me. But uh, he decided to step down and, um, you know, I'm grateful the bosses have decided to put me back up in there. So uh, can't wait, Dave. And and I'm actually very excited because I'll, I'll be able to see you two days. Yeah, it'll be there. fun. It'll be fun. Joe? Yes, sir. You know, this is why, folks, you really need to click subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, the drama and the soap opera. That is Poker Action Line. Like one segment, this guy's getting COVID. We're down in the dumps. We're feeling like, oh, what's going to happen with Joe? The you come back from break, this guy's getting a promotion, and he's mug. He's back where he's about to start, and it's he's skyrocketing up. It's incredible what's happening here, and you guys are back together. You're working in the same place. It's a roller coaster of emotion over here. I don't even know how to handle it. Joe, congratulations. Thank yeah. you, Joe. I wow. appreciate did, did, that, brother. Did, did I announce that I won a $1,000 buy-in tournament uh, over the weekend? It's not as good as Joe's, but that's good, though. No, if that's no, true. but that's very, 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 very good. Can I get 100 Well, it's, it's not true either. So, oh, uh, see, <laughs> this guy. Way to go, Joe. Good job. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Believe I, me, if I ever win a big tournament outside of a single-table sit-and-go, you guys are all going to hear about it for sure. There we go. There we go. So, oh, my God. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm very happy, guys. Thank you for for word, kind words, guys. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about a few other things. Uh, the uh, election, of course, uh, last week, which is uh, still not over when we're talking about the president, but there were a lot of things that passed. Uh, sports betting was legalized in Louisiana, Maryland, and South Dakota. And if I'm not mistaken, that's now 22 states in the U.S. that now have sports betting. Uh, there also been uh, different casino gaming uh, expansions in uh, Colorado, Nebraska, and Virginia. Uh, Nebraska's going through a big thing. Uh, uh, whether they're going to vote on uh, adding a lot of online gaming is uh, still to be decided. But uh, I know the former Nebraska football coach is fighting it tooth and nail, Tom Osborne. But uh, that is one of the states as well. But there were some comments uh, that came out from the CEO of the American Gaming Association. Bill Miller is his name. And he says that as a result of successful ballot measures in six gaming states, more Americans will have access to much-needed job opportunities, dedicated tax revenue, and safe, regulated entertainment options closer to home. And that's one of the main – that last point is one of the main things that we've always fought for is the reason you legalize – is not for the states to make a bunch of money. It's for people to have a regulated in, uh, environment to gamble in. A fair game is all we're looking for. Exactly. And by doing that, Dave, you know, we see that. You're going to see it now over there. But William Hill has hired a lot of people who have to handle this as the tellers and so on and so forth. And when you legalize this, it creates a lot of jobs, you know. 
right. all the way from the people who have to run run the the, the sports betting book and 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 all the you know all the labor force that you need there, but you need to also hire people on the state side that oversee this. So you know, uh, it's not just the state getting its money; it's gamblers being protected, as you just mentioned, and you know, and the creation of jobs for a lot of people that you know would not have that uh, that opportunity. So yeah, let's hope it happens here in the state of Florida this coming year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Poke and Negranu. Uh, that has uh, moved on a little bit, and we uh, will cover that as well. But uh, they have played six sessions now. I'll give you some of uh, what I have. Uh, interesting article, by the way, on a, on a site called Part-Time Poker that uh, talks about what has happened thus far. And uh, it kind of gives a little bit uh, of a discussion about uh, – you know exactly what's happened. Also, there's a, a site called Cards Chat, Cards Chat, uh, Cards Chat News that talks about what we've learned from the early matches. And I want to talk a little bit about that. But I will tell you right now that uh, they played six sessions. And we know when we talked about the show last week that uh, Negrano got off to the big start in the live uh, feed and took a big, uh, about 117,000 lead. Uh, Polk came all the way back, took a lead as big as 268,000. Right now, they played six sessions, and uh, the sixth session was 637 hands, and Polk picked up $93,500. He That puts him back in front, and he is now the leader over just under 2,500 hands of $67,000. So they're only about... So Negrano, so Negrano had made a comeback and taken the lead after being down two hundred. Exactly, 000. it's it's flipped back and forth almost in every session. So it's uh, pretty interesting. The first two hundred hands uh, were live, and that was when Negrano probably had a little bit of an advantage. But Polk is the online heads up genius, and that's why he was such a heavy favorite. And he took a huge lead, but it's gone back and forth, and it's been pretty interesting. Well, this is like we've mentioned before that it sounds like a boxing match. And this this has for people who are our age group, uh, Dave and Joe, well, Joe's a lot younger than us. But, uh, you know, the Marvin Hagler herds fight where they keep going back and forth <laughs> right, as, right. To who, as to who was leading. Great, great boxing match for those out there who've never seen that. But uh, how many hands total have they played? Does it say there, Dave? 2,374, so uh, it's wow. a little under 10% of the match thus far. Oh, so this is going to get interesting. I like this. This is this. I told you I'd be interested in this. I, I, I wish I wasn't so busy between uh, what I have, what I'm going through, and, 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 and taking over the room again, but uh, this, is, this is going to be very interesting, I believe. The next session is uh, Wednesday, uh, November 18th, which is tomorrow as we do the show here on a Tuesday. Uh, 2.30 p.m. Pacific, 5.30 Eastern Time. And there are several places you can pick it up. This will be uh, session number seven. And you can pick that up on GG Poker, uh, Doug Polk Poker official YouTube channel, and the Upswing Poker Twitch channel. Uh, Also, WSOP.com is carrying it as well. So there's been some interesting play thus far. Uh, certainly uh, so many hands that it's hard to go and pick out a couple, but we will do that along the way, I do believe. So we'll see. Uh, they're also talked about the uh, the main event getting announced, the hybrid main event. And uh, 
there were some uh, Polk actually put up a little poll to see what people thought about it uh, to crown a champion uh, when there already was a champion this summer that won an event. Uh, he said, is, is uh, SOP announcing a new main event? Any thoughts? And he had acceptable. The response was 15.1%. He said it was acceptable. 21.3% unsure and not okay. 63.6%. Wow. So they liked uh, just having the original, the, the $5,000 one from earlier, huh? Right, exactly. Uh, Negranu actually uh, piped in because uh, the champion said, uh, he said uh, the media categories categorized me and talked to me as if I am the champ. He said just someone could reach me and explain to me. No one, no one did until you just announced the new one. So looking at the polls, people got confused too. And Negrano responded, you are the champ, Stoyan. You won the biggest online poker tournament in history. No one can ever take that away from you. You won five, the $5,000 re-entry online main event. That just isn't the 10 K. So, uh, you know, he kind of left it open that, uh, you know, there is a big important tournament still to be won. So, well, I'm, I'm with like Daniel 10,000 is the one without a re-entry. Um, but you know, I'd be more than happy to have his title, <laughs> the 3.9 million and the bracelet. So, yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's talk a little bit about what's happened so far. Uh, you know, the one thing that people commented on was they thought there was going to be a lot more trash talking. And when they played, as I mentioned last week, head to head inside uh, at a poker table, you know, there was a lot more uh, kindness and uh, gentler uh, treatment of each other for sure. I think that's always going to be the way. Uh, Negrano admits he's at a disadvantage with a heads up format. And Polk uh, has suggested that the outcome won't be decided by how well he plays, but instead how well Negranu performs. So he says that if Negranu doesn't put in the effort to progress as a heads-up player, he'll get cleaned out. Huh? It's a very uh, it's hard to argue with that, huh? And and what would you think is the you know the kind of like doing the swings here on, uh, on some of this betting, uh, any thoughts, uh, although you haven't seen it, what might be happening? Nothing. I mean, it's, it's getting into each other's head. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they all know that neither one is going to be represent, you know, representing what they say they have by their betting structure. So it's a matter of, you know, feeling when you think your opponent is weak and he might think that you're stronger than he are. Not, not that you're sitting with a monster hand, um, you know, uh, in the first rotation of this, the first 200 hands, you know, we talked about how Polk got caught bluffing a few hands and Daniel picked them off. Um, I didn't really read, you know, when Polk took the big lead on him that he was able to beat him for over 300 and something thousand uh, that recovered his 117 loss plus put him up 268. Um, you know, it that's this, like I said, this is like a fight, you know, you're, you're yeah. measuring, you're measuring your opponent. You want to know when you can hit him with the jab, with the body shots, know when you can take an uppercut against them. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it, and it's two different styles of play, which all, always lends itself to an exciting, should be an exciting thing. And like you said, I like the fact that there's a little bit of respect, you know, the, the, the trash talk, as we know in the boxing world, always does that to hype the sale of the people watching right, the event. Right. Exactly. But 
But if you're a smart boxer, as you should be a smart poker player, you know, you learn to respect your opponent. And right. in this particular case, Polk is playing against a Hall of Famer who has nothing else to prove to anybody else. Uh, you know, Daniel has done it all in his, right. in his illustrious poker career. Well, so, as you mentioned, and you won't you won't be surprised by this at all. He kind of inferred it just there a couple of minutes ago, but that uh, Negrano is getting a little bit exploited by Polk on the large bet sizes, especially on the river, and because a lot of times uh, Negrano has to fold, we don't always get to see the cards, so we can't know for sure if Polk is bluffing when he overbets the pot, or if he's just been getting lucky and catching big hands. So. Uh, this is the area where he's doing very well. Uh, they said in the first two online sessions, Negrano won only one huge pot, and that was in a similar spot. Polk had third pair on a fairly wet board and turned that moderate hand into a check-raise river bluff, and Negrano made the call. Uh, I think he even had trip aces at the time, so that was one he won. But a lot of times when he doesn't have that kind of a hand, he can't take that chance, and he's uh, been having to uh, well, drop out. I don't know if it's that that he can't take that chance. It's it's like anything else, Dave, and and, and I'm sure Daniel doesn't want to be embarrassed. No, you know, no no Hall right. of Fame or any top notch player. Uh, I think as you see this get more into ten thousand hands, eight thousand, ten thousand, twelve thousand hands, you're you're about halfway through this. Uh, you know, my hit my thinking of the history that I have seen, the years that I've seen Daniel playing. You'll see him adjust to this. You understand? Like you're saying, Polk knows right now that Daniel is not comfortable, apparently, with those big river bets. So it's not so much that we don't know whether Polk has a big hand or not. It's just that Polk is reading Daniel for a very weak hand. He may have a weaker hand, but he knows that Daniel, you know, from these bets now, you know, Daniel picked them off because of having second pair or whatever it was early on in, in the first 200 hands. But uh, I honestly believe, you know, Daniel isn't a Hall of Famer for no reason at all, Dave. He, he will, I, I believe he will adjust his game. And uh, like I said, as this keeps going further, I think it's a testament to Daniel that he was able to recover that 200 and something thousand right. negative number that he was at up until this last session. Right. But, you know, after you've played 2,000 something hands at the, at the, at the uh, blind structure that they're playing at, you know, being down, what is it, sixty something thousand? I believe you said they were. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 a nominal. You know, it's it's a small number. So, I if if Polk doesn't have a big lead going into maybe the last seven to ten thousand hands of this of this match, uh, I I see Daniel coming out on top. That's why yeah. I would have bet him at the odds that he was getting, you know, because well, I honestly you, believe he will make the proper adjustments. Well, there is some luck involved, as always, in poker. You know, it's, it's a game of skill. No, we know that. But we also know that, you know, you can catch some good luck and uh, win some hands. And he said that the luck really hasn't gone Daniel's way, that there's plenty of hands where uh, he's uh, he's made bluffs and uh, really had a had a good chance to win hands, and then you know uh, either the bluff failed or or there's been other problems. But uh, as far as luck goes, they said that uh, a Polk has run numerous big pots uh, due to a cooler. Uh, Daniel won that one massive pot with pocket kings that held up against pocket jacks. 
but Negrano has completely whiffed on nearly all of his flush draws in pots valued at five figures, they said. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, if Daniel, if they're constantly saying Daniel has missed his opportunities, this, that, and the other, and think about it, the last session, Polk won 90000 to take a $60,000 lead. What does that tell you? I mean, yeah. you know, that, that no matter what, Daniel's still been playing solid poker um, and waiting his turn. I mean, I would imagine both of them have people that they speak to that watch them, that analyze the the other their opponents play just like a trainer does in a boxing match right and and you know gives information you know this is what you need to do you need to lead off with this you need to do that um and like i said i'm going to take uh the hall of famer although polk is a tremendous poker player as we both know um but i think daniel will make the proper adjustments and i i don't see either one of them having a killing it I don't see one or the other killing the other person, you know. Uh, so I don't know. I so far it's been very, very interesting. So yeah, and I think I, they'll I'm be playing. It. They're going to be playing into twenty twenty one. Supposedly they are only ten percent of the way. So uh, we'll be, have plenty more to talk about over the next few weeks. Yes, sir. Anyway, that's going to do it for the show. Uh, we appreciate you being with us uh, for this program. Uh, we got the stunning news that Joe has actually tested positive for COVID, and we all wish him the best. Uh, also congratulate him on uh, taking over the Miami Casino Miami Poker Room as well. So huge show uh, with a lot of uh, excitement. And uh, Hey, good news, bad news show. Huh? <laughs> exactly. And I'm not even getting into the uh, World Series of Poker having a main event now here at the end of the year. So uh, we'll be following all this stuff as we move along. Joe Costello, thank you for all your contributions both technically and uh, emotionally. And we appreciate uh, everything that, that you do for the show on a weekly basis. Uh, so that's going to do it for us. Uh, we'll be back next week. Talk about a few more things in the world. Uh, let's hope that this uh, COVID situation does not get uh, demonstrably worse, but uh, you know, you can never tell anyway, we'll see. We'll let you know what's happening uh, as far as the poker world goes in South Florida. Uh, Dania Poker Room uh, talking about opening up uh, the first week in December. So uh, a lot of these rooms are getting back and hopefully they won't have to make a U-turn because people are not taking care. Anyway, thanks for being with us. We'll catch you next week on another edition of Poker Action Line. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 